Hello everyone, I'm Lucy Fanger, CEO of On Technology Partners, and I'm proud to be sponsoring our new program, Women Stars. In each episode, we will spotlight an amazing woman and the struggles and triumphs that she has faced. Then we will reflect and share her insights. Our goal is to engage, entertain, and explore the women stars in our world today. I hope you enjoy. I want to thank you all for listening today. My name is Shanti Harkness, and I'm the media manager for On Technology Partners, a woman-owned company addressing cybersecurity and risk. Today, we'll be talking with Dr. Pooja Patel from Core Life Chiropractic. Dr. Patel, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It's my pleasure. Before we begin, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit something that others may not know or or something exciting about yourself, just for a, a nice little icebreaker question. I always have to think about this when people ask me. And so I just came up with something generic. I can speak three languages <laughs> and my happy place is some coffee shop or some winery in the streets of Europe. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Which of course we can't go. Thanks to COVID. <laughs> That's true. Got to settle for something local, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do, where you work, what it's like, and how long you've been doing it. Sure. So I am a chiropractor in Shaker Heights, Ohio. I opened Life Chiropractic in April of 2018 when I decided there was a need for what I offer in the community of Shaker such a tight-knit area, but I didn't see any chiropractors and Googling Shaker Heights. And I was like, how is there no chiropractor in the city of Shaker Heights? There were in the surrounding cities. And so um, I opened my office there and we offer neurological-based chiropractic care, which is where we focus on correcting spinal subluxation, which is where there's pressure on the nerves, basically. And those nerves in your body take the messages from your brain to every cell, organ, and tissue. And if there's pressure on those nerves, those messages just simply are not going to get there the way they need to. And um, we work on just getting patients in and out with their adjustments and sending them home with their homework, with their PT and rehab exercises, because we know time is money and everyone's on the go, go, go these days. So we do a really good job of making sure no one's ever waiting too long. It's been great so far. Wonderful. I, like I mentioned before we started the interview, I absolutely love chiropractors and they have helped me so much throughout my life with so many different injuries and issues that I've been having uh, structurally and, and with horrible headaches I used to get. So I love Yeah. You know how so many people think it's just for like back pain and neck pain in our office, we see I mean, within just a couple of weeks, sleeping better, better digestion, bladder, better bladder function, less ear infections, uh, more energy. Like we see almost like they start with the neck pain and the back pain because that's what brought them in. And then they experience a bunch of other great, um, I'll call them side effects from the chiropractic adjustments and their bodies working the way that they were always supposed to work. Absolutely. And fantastic that you were able to to get into a community where that type of service was lacking. Mm-hmm. Wonderful to be able to provide that for the community. So how did you decide that that you wanted to be a chiropractor, that this is what you wanted to do with your life? So there was a lot of pressure on me being a first-generation born and raised 
um, American in my family. And my parents came here with nothing and worked around the clock to make sure we got an education. Or the options were lawyer, engineer, or doctor. Those were the only options. And I'll be honest with you, I went to a hospital to shadow doctors and I did not like the environment. I just didn't. Every time people would come there, they were sick and they'd leave with, I'd noticed them leaving with medication. I was like, I don't, it just didn't settle right with me. Just thinking like, that's it. They didn't ask anything else about their nutrition or, and anyways, it didn't settle well with me. And so then I was like, okay, I got to figure out what to do in the healthcare industry. I thought, let me go to dental school. Didn't do so hot on the DATs and didn't really enjoy shadowing dentists either. And so I kind of jumped into chiropractic school knowing that it was a career. It, it was still in the healthcare. And I remember when my mom would go as a child, I mean, as a uh, younger adult with a ton of pain, it would help her get better. And it was always a fun atmosphere. And I was like, let me just jump into this. And at that time, I actually thought it was only for neck pain and back pain too, because our chiropractor, her chiropractor never educated us on letting us know it was anything beyond that. And it was the best decision I made. I'm so happy that that is the route I went rather than forcing myself to study for the MCAT and go to med school. And no, I'm really thankful for where I am. Wonderful. And I'm sure your patients are very thankful as well. Yeah, it's great. They come in feeling okay and they leave feeling even better without the use of drugs and medication. That's always a good feeling. Absolutely. So Dr. Patel, before we dive into struggles, let's just take a moment and and focus on your biggest triumphs. Can you share um, what happened and why it was such a great triumph for you? Uh, When I had my daughter uh, 15 months ago, that's pretty recent, but it was a very traumatic experience. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had dislocated during childbirth, they had to do an emergency episiotomy on me, which caused my coccyx to dislocate, which also caused a grade four tear. It goes from grade one to four. So I had like all the, been ripped all the way through. And I only had four weeks of maternity leave because I'm self-employed. So I had to find a doctor to come and cover. And I only had somebody for one month. Wow. It's hard. So... So I would say definitely a triumph to to overcome that and come out as as it as was, well as you appear to be doing. Even before, today. you know, even the whole time I was pregnant, I would figure, I would think like, how am I going to do this with her? And even before I was pregnant, I'd think, when, when's the right time to have a baby? When, when should we have a baby? There's always like that thought process of the future, and you can plan as much as you want, and just life will throw all kinds of curveballs at you to show you who's really in charge. <laughs> Absolutely. But hearing those baby giggles is just, oh. Yeah, it's fine. If they could just bottle that sound, there'd be a multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> Love the sound of Very therapeutic for sure. Absolutely. So we know that triumphs don't come without struggles. If you could just share what some of your biggest struggles have been, this can be either personally or professionally, um, how you were able to get through them, how they affected you, and what type of impact that it had on your life and career. Sure. So I'll start with um, personally, because we were just talking about that. And with having my daughter, 
I did um, recognize myself just being in a mental funk all the time. And that came out as anger towards my loved ones. And I realized that I wasn't who I used to be. And um, I recognize this is a form of postpartum depression. And uh, I recognize that seeked out a therapist immediately. She wasn't a good therapist. <laughs> I actually brought up my mental health struggle to a patient in the office because I was already back in the office at five weeks. And luckily her husband was, is head of um, this psychology department at one of the universities here and recommended somebody to me. She was fantastic. So moral of the story, if one person in some industry is not good, it's okay. Just move on to the next one. There is somebody that will fit you and understand your needs a little bit better. And so mental health is really important and that brings us to my professional struggle with COVID right now. Mental health is, as you might've noticed on an extreme decline, people are becoming unemployed. A lot of people are scared to come out of their homes um, because they don't want to catch the virus. So a, a professional struggle has been keeping my practice alive in this pandemic and making sure my patients feel comfortable and safe in the sanitized space that we provide for them with the social distancing, because it was really tough in the beginning. We saw a uh, rapid decline in our clientele, uh, negative 80% in the first couple of weeks. Wow. So I had to decrease my hours. We modified, we decreased our hours. I was on CDC's website for hours coming up with a, a protocol for COVID in our practice and how to properly, properly social distance and still serve the ones that need our, our help because chiropractors were clinically, we were considered an essential business and they wanted us to remain open to keep musculoskeletal related conditions out of the emergency rooms. Cause that's the last place you want to be when you have a backache or a neck ache is in a room infested with other people that who might've just came there for COVID testing. That was the professional, most latest professional struggle. Oh, that's definitely a challenging one for millions of small businesses across the country. And just, mm-hmm. you know, anything that people can do safely to, to continue to help support those small businesses is absolutely crucial for livelihoods and, you know, for individual well-being and also for the community and, and not supporting those businesses. You know, that's another individual that, you know, is potentially out of a job if, if, People don't continue to to see the value and the necessity in that. So to all of our viewers, if you can safely do so, please continue to support all of our small businesses. It's crucially important, especially in, in our current times. And a really great thing to do right now, if you guys do celebrate Christmas or do Christmas shopping and gift exchange, start looking up local businesses now that you'd want to support and buy things for, for the holiday season and for Black Friday. It's a it means so much to a small business, way more than it ever would to say Walmart or Target, even though I love me some Target. <laughs> so that's a really good way to start looking into who you want to support and start collecting over the next couple of months. It's a wonderful suggestion. Thank you. Absolutely. So we all face difficult times. Do you have any, any tips or tricks that you use to help you get through those difficult times or, or to push through your worst of times? Yes, 100%. Positive affirmations. And I categorize these by personal, by health-related, career-related, and by um, 
financial related. There's an amazing book by an author named Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. I recommend anyone read it. And also having a strong accountability group. And that doesn't need to be a large group. It can be one to two people, but having an accountability group and people who are going to give you the best objective, positive information and um, encouragement. That's been key for me to stay grounded. Wonderful. So as women, we, you know, we juggle a, a multitude of things. We have career, we have our families, household responsibilities, um, sometimes illnesses and caregiving. Tell us how you maintain a work-life balance and how, how you've structured your team at, at Core Life Chiropractic to help you manage all of these items. The work-life balance basically is an on going and I might do great one week and the next week just feels exhausting, but I try to set the boundaries in the practice. So when I'm at the practice, I give the practice my 100% all as well as my team. One thing that we do to help set the intentions for the day is what we call pre-shift huddle and post-shift huddle. We have a team huddle before the day gets started, going over the agenda of the day, the expectations of the day, end of the shift, we repeat what went wrong, who missed, why they missed, and, and what we need to do for the uh, remainder half of the shift and to prepare for the next day. And during that huddle, we might show a positive video, a funny video, or just share a quote or a simple testimony or a story. So setting the hours and being really intentional with them. And um, once my daughter is asleep, at when I, once we do get home, you know, it's go, 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 make dinner, get her backpack for the next day, clean up, get our stuff ready for the next day. Once she's de- bathed and down by 8 p.m., we have that one hour to ourselves or an hour and a half until, you know, the next day. And sometimes that hour could just be sitting in the same room, working still on work, or we might watch something together or have like dialogue time. It just, it just varies day to day. But we try to be very intentional with our time together because it is so limited. We could be in the same house all day, every day, and still hardly get to communicate with each other. I like that you mentioned that, that focus, you know, just focusing on one thing at a time. Um, I, I, I've noticed certainly for myself that when I try to multitask and do, you know, eight things at the same time, everything is lacking. But, but when I, when I'm able to focus on just one thing at a time and to really just hone in on that it's so much higher quality of work. I, I have more inspiration, more creative ideas that come up and just overall more satisfaction with the work that I am doing, whatever it might be. Um, so, so that's a, a wonderful comment that you made about, about really focusing on one thing at a time. And um, with the marriage aspect, some of my aspect, my affirmation also has a marriage component and I said, I'll get back to it. So here's, Here's the first affirmation. And it says, my marriage is built on love, trust, and loyalty and grows stronger and more loving every single day. And for health-related, I said, I am full of energy and vitality and my mind is calm and peaceful. So those are just some examples. Um, and I might not read them every day, but I do try to get to them a couple of times a month. So great aff- affirmations. Thank you. So as a woman, how, how do you define success for yourself? And do you have any tips or habits that help you to be successful? 
I like how you asked for myself, right? Because success is so different for everybody. For me, it's, um, I define it as just being healthy and happy with where I am and my loved ones around me being healthy and happy and knowing that I'm doing everything I can for my team, my patients, and my family, making sure that there's an equal balance there. Success, just, you know, knowing that I, uh, I have a home to live in. To me, like, it's the simple things for me. It's not, I need a million dollars in my bank account or anything like that. It's, I have a home to live in. I have hot water. Um, I have a child who is healthy, a husband who's supportive. I know that it's not really anything specific, but it took a lot for me to realize like, okay, success. Because when I was younger, I'd always kick myself in the butt. Like, I got to be successful. I got to be successful. And what the, what the hell does that even mean? You know, because my parents would always, no matter, seem like no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. And that's, it wasn't that it wasn't good enough, but the immigrant mindset, got to get all A's. Oh, you got an A minus? Why is the GPA a 3.9, not a 4.0? It, it was a struggle. And so getting out of that mind shift and focus and realizing like happiness is so much more than a grade or a dollar sign. That, that, that's my, my success to me. Like I'm successful because I have a good marriage and I have a good relationship with my child and a great relationship with people in my community. And with on technology partners, best technology company, best Aww. company in Cleveland. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. And I love your definition of, of success. And I think, I think it's a wonderful reminder, not just for women, but for people in general, that success is, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, this, this tangible thing of, of attaining X, Y, or Z, you know, success really is how do I feel? What's my outlook? What relationships do I have? Do I feel happy? Do I feel, feel fulfilled? Um, so I, I love that, that you shared that, that definition of, of success. And I can totally relate to those parents, not, you know, having that mentality of, you know, A minus isn't good enough. Why wasn't it an A plus? I'm like, oh, that's still an A. <laughs> Shanti, I remember when I told my parents that I was going to be a chiropractor, they were disappointed. And because they were thinking I'm going to be a medical doctor or a uh, dentist. And I remember just, I think it was at that time at a young age, I learned Oh man, I, I think I stopped sharing positive things in my life with them because I felt like they didn't want to celebrate it anyways. Shared when I graduated, I didn't even walk for my bachelor's. I was shut down from sharing those things because I felt like they didn't care about it because it was never to their expectations anyways. Mm-hmm. So I had to get myself out of that mindset and mentality and just make sure I grew from that and make sure I didn't make my daughter feel like that. Or any child around me like that. Absolutely. It's challenging, but, mm-hmm. but to be able to recognize that and to be able to take the steps to overcome that is so rewarding because mm-hmm. you're never going to live up. None of us are going to live up to other people's expectations. Right. And so we really have to look at, okay, what do I want? What do I consider a success? What expectations do I have of myself? Are they attainable and realistic. Right. <laughs> That's another one is, are they realistic? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I've got a friend too. He, um, he will, he's really successful in my eyes. And his wife's always complaining because he's always looking for that next thing. Like it's never enough. Once he gets to that next level, 
he's always like, okay, what else? What else? And then I, I, we, we had a conversation as a group one time and I was like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, what, what's your end goal? And he's like, you know, just to keep going. <laughs> well, okay. So you keep going and you've got all the money in the world, all the properties in the world. And then what do you want? I want to have some quality time with my wife and my daughter. Well, do you get any of that now? Is that the question I asked? Because it's just like, oh, yeah. I was like, you can achieve that now. You don't need to push yourself, spend hours away. And she's little, right? She's young. You only get these younger years once. Right. <laughs> Where they don't talk back to you just yet. <laughs> so true. <laughs> right. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's a, a culture mentality. Like we're just, right. we're ingrained with this notion that we just have to constantly and continuously achieve more and more and more and to never be satisfied to constantly be looking for that next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a very restless way to go through life. And, and, you know, you're never satisfied with anything. Obviously not because you keep looking for that, that, that next thing, right? Yeah. I think we need a culture shift mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. And, and, to, and, and honestly, I think this whole pandemic has really allowed people to take a step back and oh, to realize, yeah. hey, I get to spend more time with my family. I get to spend more time nurturing these relationships that, that I haven't spent as much quality time on because I'm so focused on work or, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's the silver lining. In yeah, definitely. I mean, while my practice took a hit, cutting back on those hours allowed me to spend more time with um, my daughter and my husband. And it was great. It was almost like we were on summer vacation, except I had to leave for a couple of days to go to work and then I'd come back because <laughs> he actually was on summer vacation because he works for the school. So he's off on the summers. Oh, okay. <laughs> And I would normally be jealous because he'd be getting to spend all this time at home while I'd be working, but I got to spend some of that with him this year. And it was really nice. That's wonderful. So can you share what is the best advice you've ever received? You are responsible for everything in your life. Also from Jack Canfield. Everything going on in your life is a direct consequence of what you've brought into your life, what you've done for yourself. That's huge. And that's something that, that I have learned probably within the last six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And it's been, when I, when I initially heard a, a similar statement to that, it was a hard pill to swallow, you know, to, to, right. to really take responsibility that every circumstance that I found myself in in my life was because of things that I've done and choices that I've made. Yeah, it's really eye-opening, but it's also extremely, extremely empowering because then you also realize you have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. And, really? and if you feel yourself or, or experience that you're suffering in some way, you have the power to change that by the mm-hmm. choices and decisions that you make. Um, while it was very challenging at the beginning to, to take that responsibility and to accept that responsibility, it's been absolutely life-changing for me because I no longer feel like I'm the victim. I no longer yeah. feel, feel powerless. Yeah. It gets so easy to get into that victimizing mindset. Once absolutely. I have the control and ability here. That's huge. Cause then you can change everything around for yourself. 
Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent piece of advice. A lot of people don't have that ability to get out of that victimizing mindset, or maybe they've just never been given their resources to get out of it. So let's take a moment and uh, if you could reflect on something that you wish you would have known sooner in life and share that with us. Like if I can just go back and have a conversation with my younger self, you mean? Sure. Anything. Just keep working. Yes. But stop stressing every single moment about the, the future. Living too much in the future is anxiety. Living too much in the past is some form of depression. So yes, we got to live right in the present, right? And they, there's lots of little quotes saying the present is a gift, you know, and enjoy in it because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't change what happened yesterday, but just living in the present, not stressing over what's, what's going to happen. What's going to happen. When am I going to do this? Cause I I'm too much of a planner. Life has shown me in so many ways that it's never going to be my way. And I'm thankful for that. Cause you know, I needed those kicks in the butt. To, to let me know. Absolutely. I, I know for me, I was, oh, I was a terrible worrier <laughs> about everything. About everything, yeah. Past, present, future. You know, I was, I was constantly ruminating over things in the past and, and mm-hmm. constantly asking questions like, why? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? What could I have done different? And it's so counterproductive. Like, it, it, you can't change the past, stop worrying about it, you know, focus, focus on right now. Like you said, the present moment, you know, that's really all we have. You know, if you're looking too far into the future, like the future doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So don't be so focused on that because yeah, you can make plans, but they're probably going to change and you need to be able to go with that. So really just focusing on the present moment, I I know for me has been huge in, in helping to, allow me to resolve so much anxiety and depression and worry about things that, you know, a lot of times were never in my control to begin with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just useless worry and anxiety over things that I can't do anything about. But yeah, when we, when we really focus on being in the present moment, it makes such a difference and you can really experience the joy in life and, and the joy in the present moment. So thank you for sharing that. So take a moment and think about what kind what advice would you give to a young woman beginning their career? I would say find a, what is the word? Uh, Somebody, somebody to shadow. What the term is slipping me? Somebody to look up to. Mentor. A mentor. Thank you. (laughs) Such a simple word. Slip my mind. Find a mentor who you trust. And whatever field it is, make sure it really is actually something you want to do before spending a ton of time and money and commitment on it and, and learn the ins and outs of it. And so that way, when you do get started, you're comfortable, you're, you'll still be scared and nervous, but you won't be completely lost. Definitely have an ongoing mentor or several mentors. That's huge. There are still a lot of great people out there who are willing to teach the young ones, the internal ropes. I get students all the time wanting to intern in the office and some of them go off to graduate school. Some of them go off to nursing school, but give them the blunt, honest truth and show them what's involved on the back ends. And I mean, that, that raw reflection of what it really looks like to, to do what it is that you want to do is so important because there can be this pretty picture 
that's highlighted like oh watching Grey's Anatomy this is what it's like being a doctor <laughs> like no <laughs> the Hollywood version <laughs> yeah so find mentors shadow learn 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 as much as you can there's a lot of free content out there to learn a lot more people willing than you'd think to give you advice and guide you along the way excellent advice do you have any closing words of wisdom that you would like to share just uh, going back to just being focused and present in the moment uh, we have no idea what's going to happen next year and we had no idea 2020 beginning of 2020 started off on such a positive i mean on such a negative note and you know this friend would tell me so-and-so passed away this patient's mom would pass away this patient's brother had to be lifelighted here and i remember at the beginning of the year because um, in our office, we always give positive words of encouragement. I'd say, oh, Shanti, you know, 2020 is getting all the bad stuff out of the year, way uh, out of the way. So the rest of the year is just going to be amazing for you. And then by March, we realized, okay, it's just getting a lot worse. So just enjoying where you are and not stressing too much about the future and what's going to happen then. It's just so important and key to being, staying healthy and uh, one more thing I would tell my future, my younger self, uh, or I would do when I was younger, I didn't realize that there was counseling offered for students at most universities for free. I would have taken advantage of that because that would have given me the skill set to be able to handle anxiety and um, anxiousness and whatever other emotion there is better. It would help me raise my emotional intelligence. If there are any young people listening out there, going to university, take advantage of that. Comes out of your tuition somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> so might as well. Definitely take advantage of, of mm-hmm. all the resources available to you, especially with the cost of tuition. Right. Right. Thank you so much for that. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how do they get in touch with you? Well the best way would be to contact our office. Uh, 216-675-1710 or just visit our website simplycorelifechiro.com you can submit an inquiry through our form on there you can visit our Facebook page and see what goes on in the office and office updates we're also on Instagram same handle corelifechiro so many different ways Um, email social media simple phone call or just swing by and drop in. We're in the beautiful part of Shaker where the Van Aken district is. And it's a, it's a lovely place to visit. And especially as the weather starts getting colder, everyone's going to want an indoor safe space to be in. And I would say the market hall at Van Aken district is it. Wonderful. And can you share your email address as well? Yes, it is corelifechiro at gmail.com. Well, thank you. Dr. Patel, it has been an absolute privilege speaking with you. Thank you again for taking this time. Thank you so much for having me, Shanti. I appreciate that. On Technology Partners wants to thank you for joining us on this episode of Women's Stars. If you'd like to nominate a businesswoman to be interviewed for Women's Stars, please email their contact information and your reason for nominating them to starsontechpartners.com. Again, that's stars at ontechpartners.com. My name is Shanti Harkness. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's journey. Remember, you are all women's stars. If you wish to learn more about our Women's Stars program, 
or want to be a guest on our show, contact us at stars at ontechpartners.com. And thank you to On Technology Partners for helping me make this program a reality. Remember, we at On Technology Partners want to help you protect your team from hackers. To learn more about our cybersecurity services, go to ontechnologypartners.com.